Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. As we get ready this morning, I want to share with you something that happened Thursday night that has taught me once again that we are to go deep sea fishing. Turn to somebody and say, go deep sea fishing. Now, in the natural, you know what that means. That means you're not going to be on the shoreline. That means you're going to go out where the big stuff is located, okay? But we're not going to talk about some stories that I went through in my life since coming to Florida and going out deep sea fishing with Pastor George Kearns. God have mercy on those days because he was serious about going out and staying out. For those that you knew, Pastor Kearns, and it didn't matter to him if you got sick or not, you weren't coming in. You're just going to have to go ahead and deal with it over the boat because it was too far and there was too much to catch, okay? I think and I believe, think and believe, that the church likes to fish from the shoreline and God wants us to go deep sea fishing. This morning, that's where God wants us to be. Father, I'm asking this morning as we go into your word and the power of influence that every person carries in this room is so magnificent and can be magnified by the power of Jesus Christ. I pray that you will speak to young people. I pray that you will speak to couples, to adults. Father God, I pray that every person in this room will come under the sound of your voice And that they will know God speaking to me. In Jesus' name, God's people said, amen. Amen. As I open up this morning, I want to uh, share with you a story. So I'm going to come down because it's like more comfortable. And and it's also really um, the best place that I like to serve. So Thursday night, we had the men's stakeout over at First Baptist. And many of you know that we're on the Daniel fast. So you know that was challenging. To smell it and to see it and not to be able to partake of it was like a tragedy. So we're, because it was our turn to serve, we're serving and and we're looking across uh, the fellowship hall at First Baptist and there's around 65, 70 men in there. And so uh, one of the pastors came to me and said, we'd like for you to share before we do the supper because the potatoes were so big, they were like, wow. And we cut them in half, and it still was like taking forever to get done. So I said, okay, I'll be glad to. Sometimes, you know, we say we're glad to do something before we're ready. Okay? And so I said, I'll be glad to. And I snuck off to a corner, and I just said, Holy Spirit, what would you like for me to share with these men this evening? And he said, speak on three things about being a role model. So I put that together real quick on my phone and put the scriptures and all that together. And I went through it. And at the end, I said, how many of you men are willing to stand to be a role model in this community or the surrounding communities where you came from? Everyone stood. And I looked over to my left and there was a gentleman who was like, not quite sure what that was all about. And I I looked again and I thought, hmm, So I went ahead and just prayed a prayer blessing over all the guys that we would be role models by our character, by our commitment, and by conviction. 
Boy, if this is ever an hour that we need men who have conviction, we're in it right now. We are in that hour where we need men who have conviction. If you don't understand conviction, how about backbone? Because we got a lot of soft men. But if you want to know the truth about that from the educational standpoint, they're soft because they were raised that way. And so as I finished up, I looked over and the gentleman was standing. And then he went like this. I thought, hmm. And I looked again and I could tell that I had not met him before. Like when you've been here in a community a long time, you get to know people and you get to know faces. And so I recognized I've never met this guy before. So I thought, hmm. So I walked over to him and he said, I wasn't quite sure about what you were asking them to stand for, but I want you to know that... um, I'm coming back in from Miami, and the Lord directed me here tonight. And, you know, I've, I've been doing ministry a long, long time, so I'm always, like, semi-skeptical. Semi-skeptical. And he, he looked into my eyes, and he's a big, tall guy. Anyone's tall compared to, you got the rest of that. And, and so he looked into my eyes, and I could tell that he was questioning if I believed what he was about to ask me. He said, no, this is really real. He said, I'm here tonight to give my heart to Jesus Christ. He said, I've hitchhiked back from Miami. I'll tell you more about that in a moment, he said. But the Lord directed me to here tonight to give my heart to Jesus Christ. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the beginning of the message about deep sea fishing. You do not scare the enemy by coming to church. And we almost put it up as a banner like, wow, I went to church today. Please don't go and say, he doesn't think we should be in church. That's not what I said. But many Christians believe that's the hallmark of their day. They went to church. No, he wants you to go deep sea fishing. He wants you to do things you've never done before. He wants you to launch, ooh, Jesus even said this, launch out into the deep. So I said, oh, man, this is really cool. I said, so let me make sure I understand this. You're wanting to invite Jesus Christ into your heart, right? He said, yes. I said, let's go. How many know that when it's hot, you better get it? Okay. Um, Example, the other night I got into a debate with my youngest son about going to a car lot. I hope I don't have any sale reps here. But going to a car lot, they will hit you quick. And I said to him, I don't mind going, but I don't want anybody coming up to me because that's not what I'm here for. I'm talking about you got to hit it when it's hot. All right, so I'll drop that story right there. And yes, they did show up. It's like, man, it's almost like they can smell you. And we even did it in the dark. It's like you won't be able to see me. All I wanted to do was just go check it out. I wasn't interested in any dialogue. Come on, come on, church. But they are taught, hit it when it's hot. I didn't know I had any signals. In fact, I was kind of negative about it so that they would kind of get that vibe like, don't even get around him because he's not in that. They did it anyway. And I was, I was hot the rest of the way home. You may ask Joshua and Robin, I was just quiet. Some people, when they get hot, they just don't talk. Sometimes it's good for us not to because the wrong things will come out. 
So he comes, his name is Tony Porter. Tony stands about 6'3 or 6'4. So he comes to Jesus Christ Thursday evening. And then he says to me, he says, um, Pastor, do you have a moment that I can just share with you a story? I said, sure, talk to me. And he said, um, do you believe that I'm on my way back to Tallahassee from Miami? I said, well, that's what you told me. But all of you, as well as myself, we all know that there are people that are shysters. They're slick, and they know how to run that gamut. They know all those things. And so I said, I'm going to take you for what you said. I said, well, tell me your story. He said, well, I just came back from my son's funeral. I said, oh, man. I said, Mr. Porter, I'm sorry to hear that. He said, can I share with you the story? I'm talking about what are you doing this morning, and are you willing to go deep sea fishing, even if it's nauseating to you? And I'm not talking about what Peter said, which we'll get to a little bit later, where he said, after the resurrection, I'm going to go back to what's comfortable. I'm going fishing. You know that's in the Gospel of John, for those of you that have ever been in God's Word. Post-resurrection, Peter is going to go back to what he knew because he didn't want to be vomiting anymore about all the things Jesus had gone through. And he didn't want to have to tell anybody that he wasn't dead but that he was alive. Because you have to understand that was heavy persecution in that hour. So back to Tony. I said, Tony, tell me a little bit about what took place and how in the world did you get down there? He said, I hitchhiked all the way from Tallahassee. And of course, there again, my skeptical mind and rational thinking was like, yeah, right, stop lying. Come on now. The Bible says you are to be wise yet harmless. The Bible says to be wise yet harmless. So I was using wisdom and I certainly wasn't trying to project any kind of like, yeah, right. But inside it was like, "Mm, I don't know. Then he began to unfold the story and I see that there's a lot of young people here this morning and then maybe some young adults and I'm going to tell you the story of what happened. His son had been raised by dad and mom and And they always told him, listen, when you grow up and get out on your own, how many know that, listen, parents, they are going to get out on their own. You can only nurture so long. And you're going to have to be able to release those children and grandchildren. You don't own them. You don't own them. They are going out on their own. So they told him, listen... If you ever go out on your own, wherever you go, always remind yourself that wherever you are, always take your drink with you. If it's a soda drink, whatever you are, because sometimes you know Christians do play the role of the chameleon. They're in church on Sunday, but they're in the club on the weekends. I don't have any time for that. And since we have a president that can be forthright, so can I. So here's the rest of the story. Now, I didn't say you can't start there, but you shouldn't stay there. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't say that you can't come out of that, but if you're constantly going back to that, then Jesus needs to let you know you can do it all night long, but there's not going to be any fish in your boat. If you've ever tasted of the good things of the Lord and you go back to the world, I'm going to show you from Scripture, Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. So let me tell you about the party life, young people. Down in Miami, he went to a particular club, and that night he didn't know that there was an individual there that did not like him. 
we live in a world and a society that teaches us, you know, just be naive. Everything's going to be all right. Everybody gets along and nobody's ever going to do anything against you. Welcome to the real world in just a moment, children and young people that are here this morning. So one night he didn't remember the words of wisdom of his father. The book of Proverbs is loaded with the importance of listening to the instruction from the home level. And if you haven't figured it out yet, the whole deal is to destroy the home level and you can change the government and you can change the country. So that night while he's clubbing, I guess that's what they call it, he was clubbing. He forgot to take his drink with him. And he went to the restroom and after the restroom he made a couple other stops there in the club. And when he came back, he just picked up his drink and he began to drink as normal. Within minutes he was on the floor. And moments after those minutes when they brought in the proper team to help and to assist, his heart exploded on the club floor. He was dead on the floor. Of course, as I was sharing with the students the other day, I said, you have to understand, these clubs, most of them, they have cameras everywhere. (laughs) The Bible says in the Old Testament, be sure your sins will find you out. I remember hearing that so many years ago from my own personal dad. And I didn't believe it then, but I believe it now. So maybe I can save somebody. I don't mean save you into eternity. Maybe I can save you the heartache of being caught because be sure of this this morning. Your sins will find you out. And so they were able to locate the individual that had put that in the drink of that particular young man who was the son of Tony Porter. When they arrested him, they asked him this question. Son, young man, why did you do that? Now listen real close, young people. This is what he said, because I didn't like the guy. But what he didn't know, he didn't intend for it to kill him. It was just to put him at a different place, at a different level. Come on, church. His intention wasn't that it was going to kill him, but it would just kind of mess up the night for him. I shared with the children, the young people, perhaps sometimes it does kind of feel that way when you get to this level as in age. You look at teenagers and you call them children. They're not really children, they're young adults. I said to them the other night, I said, listen closely, young people. I said, while you're playing, he's planning. While you're just out playing and having fun and you're out there on his turf and in his territory, he is the ultimate gangster and he's not playing with you. He's planning to destroy you. So I'm wondering how many young people will hear the word of the Lord this morning and answer the question, what are you doing? Well, I go to church on Sunday, but I sure love the things of the world on the weekend. Well, you're a chameleon. That's what you are. (laughs) Now remember, I said Thursday night I spoke on character, commitment, and conviction. And I got to tell you, one of the reasons our nation is where it is today is because we've lost our convictions. And we're afraid to stand on convictions. We're afraid to step up and go, these are my convictions and I'm going to stand by them. Because the young man wouldn't believe Tony Porter, now he's in the grave because the young man didn't like him. (laughs) Pastor, I didn't come to hear this kind of a message this morning. 
Well, you need to hear the truth. You need to hear the truth. And so I said, uh, Tony, I said, our hearts go out to you and, and, and we'll pray with you. Um, but how in the world are you going to get from Chiefwin up to Tallahassee? He said, I'm going to hitchhike. I said, what? <laughs> but when you're around good men, good men show Jesus. They model Jesus. And so I went to a couple of the leaders because, you know, that's really important. Just because you think you're in charge, you're not. He is. And then underneath Christ, he's put people in leadership. We were only the guests to do all of the serving that night. That's called servant leadership. That wasn't our facility. That wasn't our occasion. And I wasn't in charge, so I went to those who were in charge. Listen, listen, if you didn't like that, even the devil's kingdom runs by organization. (laughs) Every demon spirit has to obey what Lucifer says. So you're either obeying one kingdom or the other. Man, the spirit of the Lord is here. What are you playing with this morning, pastor? I'm playing with life and death. Perhaps in the lives of some young people that didn't know what they were going to get when they walked through here this morning. And there's no condemnation, but if you're still out in the world, I would encourage you to remember what Tony said to his son. Wherever you go, take your drink with you. And for whatever we can do as parents, pray over your children that God's covering will be on them until they come back to the fold. That's a good place to give God some honor. See, right now I'm over in the Gospel of Luke and it was the father who saw the prodigal son, not the son saw the, pro- saw the father. The father had eyes for the son while he was still out there doing his own thing. But just remember, as the prodigal son ended up in the pig's pen, so will you. Oh man, I'm making hundreds and thousands and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I've been here and I'm going there and I've got this girl and I've got this guy and I'm hot and she's hot and keep playing. It's not over. But remember, everyone ends up in the pig's pen. And then the father calls you back. And he always brings you back into a full relationship with the robe, with the ring, with the shoes. Everything will be yours. So I said to Tony, I said, Tony, let me, uh, let me just check with some leaders here this evening. He said, thank you, Pastor. And he went back over and got his food and sat down and he ate. So I went to a couple of the pastors. I said, here's the situation. Um, guys, I need to know what you think about this. And would you be willing if I was to make an announcement? It would be real good to learn permission. This stuff about being entitled is ridiculous. You're also entitled to die for Christ. Oh, no. Hold on here, Dennis. Hold on here, Pastor. <laughs> I love entitlement, but I'm not going all the way. So then what are you doing? So what are you doing? (laughs) Well, this is a good message this morning. Because what you're doing will reflect who you're really following. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a situation at the school on Friday, which was exactly the picture that the enemy shows all the time. An individual, I'll come back to the closeout, an individual unnecessarily usurped themselves. That's all that he does. It's quiet in here. He 
tried it in heaven, and God said, no, 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 no. There's no usurping here. Look at the, fo- look at the field goal that I've set up for you. I'm going to kick you right through the goalpost. You're out of here, Satan. No longer will you just be Lucifer. Now you're going to be the devil. You do not usurp in the kingdom. But you see it everywhere we live and walk, don't we? Yeah, we do. <laughs> you see children not, not following the instructions and the guidelines of the home. That's called usurping. No, no, no. Let me go to higher education. It was a debate they had Thursday night. And they're talking about, you have to understand, when kids get to college, they're trying to find themselves. Well, I don't want to be a mark for the enemy. Here, look, I'm trying to find myself. Don't shoot. (laughs) I told you, he is not playing. He's planning the destruction of our children and our grandchildren. (laughs) While we do church. While we do church. The Lord is inviting us this morning to leave the shoreline and go out into the deep. So I wanted to see how deep we were going to go Thursday night. And then the Lord wanted to see how far I'd go Thursday night. Because I was already in conversation with the Lord and I said, Father, you know I've got a full-blown evening even after all of this. I don't have any juice left. Have you ever said that? (laughs) Let's call a time out for a moment. I was at Lancaster yesterday. I'll, I'll get this all cleaned in right in place for you. I was in Lancaster yesterday and one of the men was talking to me about everything that he saw in Washington. And he said, I'm just devastated to see all the protesters and how strong they were protesting. And we're in the book of Proverbs talking about wisdom and the Holy Spirit just nudged me. Has he ever nudged you? He just nudged me and he said, we've all done it. I heard his voice. I said, what? We have all been protesters. Maybe not to the degree that they're doing out there in the marketplace, but how many times has God spoken to you to stop it, clean it up, change it, reverse it, and you've protested protested against the Word of God? (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Woo! We all are inclined to protest, either against the things in society or at times we just absolutely put our foot down and stand against God's word. But then love to sing, oh, how I love Jesus. Stop singing and submit. Oh, how I love Jesus. Stop singing and submit. Dr. Vance Havner said many years ago, more lying goes on behind the hymnal than anywhere else in the church. We can sing all the contemporary songs and we can sing, listen, we can sing all the old hymns, but do we really mean what we're singing? For example, I went to a place yesterday called Harry's. I haven't forgotten Tony. And I went in there and I got myself a veggie sandwich was better than Friday night. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I'm just not that, but anyway. And so Joshua knew that I would go over and look for a couple books and I got two books. And one book was on the Welsh Revival. And Rick Joyner was writing about what God did with Evan Roberts over in Wales. But we sang about prophecy and we sang about tongues of fire. I wonder how many in the house this morning would like to be baptized in the Holy Ghost so that God gives you a heavenly language. Well, no, 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 no
See? See? The church isn't too far off from the world. They're protesting and we're protesting on the inside. We know that without the Holy Ghost, there would have been no Pentecost. <laughs> but it was essential for Pentecost because Jesus was going back to the Father and it was important that the Holy Spirit would come and that would, He would engage them and involve them so that the supernatural would be on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Yes, give God praise in this place. Yeah. 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 See, and many of us love to pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Really, do we mean that? Or is it our prayer? Because if you mean that, there's going to be a collision between the kingdom of this world and the kingdom that shall be eternal. Forward church is not eternal. The people that are in the kingdom are eternal. (laughs) So I asked permission and I said, uh, Gentlemen, um, Here's the situation. We've just got an individual uh, who gave his heart to the Lord. May we recognize him? And they said, absolutely. I said, now here's the other piece. And see, isn't it cool how God gives you the word and then gives you an opportunity to prove the word? Because I said I already shared with the men about being role models. I said, he's stranded. He's trying to get back to Tallahassee. He's on foot. He's coming out of Miami. He buried his son. Would you guys be interested if I just said to all the men, you know, what, let me pause right there, time out. By the way, you're allowed three in the first half. <laughs> and boy, I used my timeouts wisely back in the day when I was coaching. <laughs> Listen closely. When you walk with Jesus Christ and obey the Holy Spirit, There are going to be times when you're going to do things that will be spontaneous and it will cause havoc among people who do not listen to the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Study the life of Jesus. He messed a lot of people up. And he didn't mean to do it on purpose, but he was living in the kingdom on earth because he had been there. Come on, church. I don't mean wacky kind of stuff and ridiculous kind of things because I didn't plan that out. I didn't scope that out. I was just planning to go in there and eat my potato and clean up and go home. I wasn't even planning to speak Thursday night. But the Bible says that if we are deep sea fishermen, we are to be ready in season and out of season. And see, a lot of people think that's just for pastors. You're mistaken. That's for everyone who goes fishing for Christ. You've got to be ready in season and out of season. You don't know who you may meet this afternoon. Listen, and you don't have to walk up and be religious, but you've got to be ready when they come to you. You've got to recognize that fish, and you've got to be willing to take them to the one who loves them most, Jesus Christ. So I said, um, what about this, guys? I said, what if we... Um, just made an announcement about Tony's situation, about his need to get back, and the men can put in a dollar, two dollars, or three dollars, or whatever. And they said, man, uh, that's, a good, that's a good idea, Dennis. And I thought, that wasn't mine. You know, we like to take credit for things that are not ours. Just because the Lord uses you, that doesn't mean that was you. That was the Father through you. Don't touch His glory. You want to get yourself in trouble? Touch God's glory. Go ahead and touch God's glory. I dare you. Touch his glory and see what happens. 
There were some men in the Old Testament that were trying to transfer the ark. They had no business touching it. They touched it. Whoops. Big time issues took place in their lives. (laughs) What are you doing, pastor? Listen, the reason people don't respect people is because they don't respect the one who made them. (laughs) When people don't respect other people, it's a reflection. They don't respect the one who made them in his image. As I told the kids on Friday, it doesn't matter who the president is. Or if it was a one, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you respect the office of the president. (laughs) You talk about backsliding? Boy, is this nation backslid. So they said, yeah, let's try it. Where did I go with that? Because I was wanting you to see. Just because God gives you an idea and gives you the tools to do it, why can't you recognize where it came from? (laughs) Well, that's just glory. Let me just tap into another little nugget. Can I do that? Are you with me? We're going to at least get to Matthew chapter 28, and I'll get you out of here in good time today. So if you're wondering, is he ever going to get to God's word? I've been all over God's word. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I can open it up, but what I really like to do is hear people open up. Just, just, just because you can read a verse doesn't mean you understand it or that you're living by it. There were some students in a math class a couple days ago, and they're struggling in math, and our math teacher was trying to break it down, and, and they would start going. And it was funny because he recognized it, and I saw it too. They were nodding their head like, yeah, I got it, I got it. He said, okay, go ahead and do it. They didn't have it. Come on, church. We can, we can do all of the nodding and we can, do all of the, we can do all of that. But when we really have it, it transforms who we're following and what we're doing. I just connected last Sunday to where we are right now. When I know that I'm following Jesus Christ, I hear his voice and I do what he asked me to do. I think that's what Jesus said. I only say what the Father says. I only do what the Father says to do. Are you here this morning? Are you, are you receiving this morning? Yes. Young people, do you understand how dangerous it is to live on both sides of the fence? And if you're really going to go out into the world, at least circle yourself with people who know how to get in and out of those situations. Because now let me tell you about the world. They'll let you out there, but they'll never get you back to where you started from. If you don't believe me, go ahead and Google this song. I heard it the other day again. And I said, God, I'm not going back there. Go to the Eagles Hotel, California, and read the lyrics one time. Because the beast owns the hotel. And you can come in, but you can't get out. I remember hearing years ago a song entitled, Sin Will Take You Farther Than You Were Planning to Go. It's absolutely true. Little did I know that when I was walking in it, living in it, having fun in it, and straddling the fence, I thought I could manage and control it all. No, you don't control any of it. (laughs) Come on, church. Either the Holy Spirit is controlling you today, or the things of this world is controlling you today. They said, sure, go ahead. So I got up and I said, uh, just a moment, can I have your attention? I said, hey, a young man over here uh, to my left has given his heart to Jesus Christ. Can we give him a big round of applause? And they did that. (laughs) 
And this place right now should be bubbling because the angels rejoice when one soul comes into the kingdom. So I asked my wife this morning, I said, you know how old I am and you know how young you are. Hmm. Hello. I said, do we have, for the number of years that we've been on this earth, do we have at least those number of individuals who've come to Jesus Christ because of us? And Christ in us, the hope of glory. (laughs) You know, we don't mind playing the game as long as we don't have to take the last shot. (laughs) Or the last block. Or the last hit. Or the last uh, swimming in the pool. Whatever it is. But yes, there should be some conviction coming in this house right now because so many people are so concerned about what can we build and what can we launch and what... No, how many souls are being saved? What about people that are not in the kingdom of Jesus Christ? What am I doing to be available to them even when I'm weary and tired and I'm shot through and through? Am I still available for them? (laughs) That was good preaching, Mr. Elder. Because, see, I'm going to give an account to the Lord someday. What about all those kids that you worked with at the elementary school 200 years ago and the middle school 100 years ago and 75 years ago at the high school and all these kids that you see coming and going at the school where you are now? What are you doing about their souls, Dennis? What are you doing about their souls? Are you praying over them? <laughs> oh, that's too heavy for me. You're talking about being accountable. Well, if you don't like that, check this out. The Bible says that there's a day coming when we're going to give an account for every mouth that we've used for him or against him. Listen to what it says. Every idle word you will give an account for. (laughs) We do love God, our version of God. Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, we do love God, our version of God. Not the Bible's version, but we just love God the way we wrap him out to be. Uh-huh. Yep. It's true, church. It's true, church. So God's really been convicting me about, are you reaching the lost? Are you willing to vomit and get sick in the deep waters of life so that you can rescue one who's perishing? Are you willing to go to the ends of the earth on behalf of one soul like my son would do? I want to follow you, Lord, but not that far. Not that deep and not that close. And then we wonder why marriage is splinter. (laughs) Uh, I'll love you as long as I can have my way. As long as it goes the way I see it. Come on, church. It's quiet in here. It's quiet in here. So I said, okay, hey, uh, men... Here's the deal. He's trying to get back, and uh, he's even willing to stay overnight, but he's also willing to go tonight. How many would like to give in? And that's all I had to say. I went over and sat down, and cash just started flowing. And the men that were sitting at the same table can vouch for it. I don't embellish stories. I won't make it bigger so that you might be impressed. I'm going to give you the facts. And we were so amazed at the amount of money that came in. And then my religious mind took over. You know, Jesus dealt with the religious people a lot. Woo, baby, this is good preaching this morning. Woo, baby. 
And my religious mind took over. It was like, let me think. Let me see. I think that we can get him a ticket for like 75 and we probably should give him $5 so he has something on the way home. 80 bucks ought to be good. And the rest of this money can go back into their thing and they can use it however. <laughs> there's the mind of Christ and then there's the mind of this world. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say to me as I talked to the other pastors as they, and, and some of the leaders come around and, and it was all in unity. They said, everything that's come in needs to go to him. I said, whoa, dude, this looks like the book of Acts. Wow, this looks like the book of Acts chapter 2 where they had all things in common and if people had needs, everyone came in and they began to make sure that everybody had what they needed. I thought, wow, this feels a little bit like Pentecost. You're going to be out of here before 12. Are you still there? Are you locked in? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're just going to set this this morning and set the tone for what are you doing? And then a gentleman came up to me and said, uh, Hey, uh, Dennis, um, if you would be willing, and I thought, Oh, don't even. If you would be willing to take him over, I, I want to run to Walmart and I want to pick up another gift card. And I'm thinking, Dang. Like David of old, my cup is full and running over. That's what the Bible says. My cup is full. I'm thinking to myself that here comes that religious stuff back in. He doesn't need that. Oh, I'm having, oh, man. Do you see how transparent God will make you if you'll do the things he asked you to do? You know, we definitely do want it for ourselves, but by golly, maybe not so much over there. Hello? (laughs) By, by all means, shower me with blessings, Lord. But can you lighten up a little bit over there? Because I don't even know if Tony really... Come on now, God. Serious? And so they said, uh, will you be willing to take him over there? And so I started thinking about... And then my education hat came on. And I started thinking about, what the heck if he gets in my vehicle and he's six foot four and whatever... And I'm whatever that is. I don't have a shot at this thing. And what if he's got in a book bag a gun? Because I check book bags all the time and don't want them all. Like, Lord Jesus, I may get, he could take me for what? And my head's going stupid on me. Come on, church. Your head will always mislead you. The Spirit of the Lord will guide you. You better get your head under control. So I said to him, uh, after we were done, I said, uh, uh, Tony, and I had collected all the money and I didn't give it to him yet because I'm not, I mean, I never met this guy before. I said, uh, come on, Tony, you can uh, ride with me. And I thought, Lord Jesus, this is a good time for tongues of fire. And I did. I began to pray in the spirit, not out loud inside, not outside inside. I just began to pray in the spirit. I said, Lord Jesus, what happens if he gets in my vehicle? I'm going to watch his hands. I want to know I want to know where his hands go. Man, I'm just I'm being as real with you because when you launch out into the deep, you're out there where the big things are. And listen to me now, you may not think they're important, but the enemy wants to destroy human lives because it's a way for him to get back at the Father because we're created in the image of the Father. 
So anytime he can break the heart of the Father by destroying one soul, man, that's victory for him. Are you willing to launch out into the deep? Are you willing to launch out into the deep? Are you willing to go where you've never gone before? Are you willing to say what you've never said before? Are you willing to put everything on the line like you've never done before? And as we were walking out to jump in the vehicle to come on down to Church's Chicken, I looked around to see if anybody else wanted to do it. Have you ever had an assignment from the Lord and you wanted to pass it off? Man, I wanted to pass that sucker off right there. I don't mean Tony was the sucker. That assignment, I just want to say something. Hey, anybody want a blessing from the Lord? Come on, come on, come on. Y'all sitting there really like, are you still? No, we do that, don't we? It's like we don't really want to carry it out. So, hey, would you like to be blessed to the Lord and take this person over to church's chicken? They don't know that in your heart you're just all queasy and about to vomit all over the place and George won't bring you back in. Pastor George, this is all tying together. But when God says launch out into the deep, he wants you to go all the way. He did for you. Jesus went all the way for you. In a moment, I'm going to give you the closing moment of revelation God laid on my heart as we go to one verse this morning and then all the notes can be used again next Sunday because this is how God wanted it tapered out. So we get in the vehicle and I said, man, this has been an incredible night. And he said, I've never in all my life had a night like tonight. So I thought, I'm going to try the second round. I said, I want you to know that God's going to comfort your heart about your son and God's going to meet all of your needs, uh, Tony. And man, he just, he said, he said, man, pastor, I cannot tell you. I can't put in words the relief that has taken place inside of me. And I know that God has my son. I know he had made a commitment to Jesus Christ and I know that I'm going to see him again. I said, how do you know that? And he said, I'm going to tell you how I know that. He said, as I was um, riding with an individual out of the Miami area up, he said to me, listen to what an individual said. He said, if you do not give your heart to Jesus Christ, you'll never see your son again. And he said, I made a decision somewhere along the line, I was going to give my heart to Jesus Christ. I said, man, Tony, you are going to see your son again. You guys are going to have an awesome reunion. I said, God's going to be all over your life. And I'm still looking. And I got a little teary-eyed. But I'm looking. I'm just kind of watching like, you know. you. Because if you don't know, as you walk with the Lord, the enemy is crazy. And you must be wise yet harmless. Jesus said that. So we end up over at church's chicken and we go in. And don't you know my religious hat came back on again. <sighs> crazy. And I start doing it out, and, they, and I'm thinking, $75. $75. And she goes, no, it's only going to be $41 up to Tallahassee. I'm going, dang. This, this guy's walking out of here with over 200 bucks. Man, we, we could keep some of this. Let him have that gift card and put this back into the men's ministry. Not this ministry. Back in. It came back to me again. Some of you are sitting there acting like, dang, he must be really whapped. What's the matter with our pastor? That's because you may not be walking like you should be. Because when you start walking like you're supposed to, the enemy will come after you round after round after round to see if you're going to go with Jesus Christ and be authentic and absolutely make sure that everything is done just the way God wants it. So I said, well, how about it? How about it? How about it? How about it, Tony? $41 for your ticket and you're going to have over $200 plus a gift card. I said, man, God must really love you. 
Man, his face just exploded. And then we had prayer. And I did that on purpose because I wanted to see if he was going to flinch. And the other gentleman came in with the gift card. I said, hey, Tony. Not that loud, but like this. Hey, Tony. Let's have prayer together before we uh, get ready to uh, uh, leave and, and you're going to be getting ready for your bus. He said, yes. And he takes off his hat and we bow our heads and we hold hands. And we thank God that he came into the family of God. And secondly, that his need was met and that he was going to be able to get back home that same night. And then we looked at him and we said, we love you with the love of the Lord. And the other gentleman gave him a big handshake, asked for no encore, and just bolted out the door. And I said, well, there's my example. And I said, bless you, Tony. And I shot out the door. As we uh, prepare to close this morning, I'm enjoying some fellowship time with my wife this morning in the most comfortable place that you can. As we had woke up, the Spirit of the Lord began to stir me. Years ago, my flesh did. Years ago. Years and years ago. But the Holy Spirit began to stir me. And I'm wondering how many of you will hear these closing things as we prepare to read Matthew chapter 28 and ask the question, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I just got real quiet and I listened to the Holy Spirit. And he spoke to my heart. And he said this. Listen very closely, please. Listen very closely. Pastor, why go deep sea fishing? Can't we be like Peter and just gather up the other Christians around us and go back to what we know? Can't we just return to where we've come from? Can't can't we just kind of leave it where it is? You can if you've never been to the cross. But if you've been to the cross of Jesus Christ and you recognize and realize that there were three there at Golgotha, two were there dying for the sins that they had committed and Jesus Christ battered and torn like a slaughtered lamb, the Bible says, was there because of me. Listen so closely, if you will, please. And if you have been to that cross and it has not changed and transformed you and given you an outlook on life, listen very closely because maybe you really did want to hear what did the Holy Spirit say to you. Any person that has been to the foot of the cross and recognized the slaughtered lamb was there for them and they reject that, they are destined for hell. 
Pastor, how could you say that? That's what I also asked the Lord. And he said, because Jesus was so loved by the Father, it broke the heart of the Father when he saw his son hanging on the tree for all of us that are here this morning, but all of those that have never yet come into the kingdom. And we are called to launch out into the deep and go and rescue them and give them the invitation of eternal life. Jesus Christ died for every person on the planet and we are called and commissioned to launch out into the deep. With this we close. In Matthew chapter 28, the power of influence that you saw in a video has been transferred to those who have been to the foot of the cross. Listen to what Jesus said. This is post-resurrection. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. I almost disobeyed the Holy Spirit because I want so much to share quotes because I am a quote freak. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me just as I was getting ready to do that. And this is what the Holy Spirit said. And it's whatever you think, it's okay. But here's what he said. How dare you put a quote beside the word? God is going to invite us this morning to launch out into the deep to go where we've never gone, to give where we've never given before, to extend ourselves beyond any parameter that we know. And even when we're weary and tired and don't feel that we can even make it, God will call us. I need you to do one more thing. Put Tony in your car and take him down to church's chicken. I've got your 930 appointment set. I'm with you then, but I need you now. I'm with you then, but I need you now. I'm with you then, but I need you now. And the Bible is loaded with scriptures on the now factor of God's kingdom. Before I make an invitation, and that would be the Holy Spirit through me, is there anyone here this morning that would say, Hey, Pastor, I have, I'm like Tony. I have never come into the family of God. But for such a time as this, I want to come and give my heart to Jesus Christ. Dear friend and family members in the body of Christ, you do not know what a day brings forth. I shared with, and I'm not pulling on your emotions, I shared with our student body all the week prior to that bad accident on the Manatee Springs Road, I shared with them about how important it is to be careful and defensive in driving. I shared with them how important it is to recognize the closer you get to home, you have to really be alert because that's when accidents can happen. And one of our own students was involved in that accident and he came back this week and his neck, everything is all braced up. Ladies and gentlemen, you do not know what tomorrow will bring. If you are here as a young person or adult and you've never entered into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, I invite you to stand 
and to come this way, others would walk with you. I'm inviting you to come into the family of God, leave the pig's pen, and return to the one who bought you, who loves you, who created you in his image. Is there anyone here that would say, Pastor, I am not ready for eternity, but today I will be when I walk out of here. Is there anyone in the house this morning that would say, I don't even break it right down. Dennis, I am not ready, but I must be ready. Anybody, come if you will, please. Come on. And I need some of those who are in the body of Christ to come stand alongside. And above that, what about this right here? This is not a spectator sport. Glory. Anybody else that would say, man, I am not ready to meet Jesus Christ. I am not sure. I am not ready. But I'm going to make sure today that I'm ready. Anybody else? A young person. Anybody. Anybody. Salvation. Salvation. Salvation, right? Salvation. Here's what we're going to do. I'm so basic, it's ridiculous. I believe in the ABCs. The A simply says, I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. Not a government, not a leader, not an official, not a pastor. I accept Jesus Christ. B, I believe he died for me. When he hung on that tree, he hung for you. When he was on that cross, he died for you. When he was on that cross, he died for you. And he died for you. And the Bible says that by his stripes, we are healed. And then the big C, all we have to do is confess. You're my Savior and my Lord. Sign me up. (laughs) Sign me up. Put my name in the Lamb's book of life. Amen? Let's just join hands right here. Can we do that? And church, would you be willing to stand with us as members of the body of Christ? We're about to give a big ovation. The angels are already rejoicing. Father, I thank you this morning. I did not plan to do it this way, but you override my plans anytime, every day is fine. God, I thank you for the ones that are here. God, I thank you. Father, I thank you that they have come to make that decision and reaffirm it that they are in the family of God. So, Father, I ask in Jesus' name that right now each one will accept you as their Savior and Lord, that they will just absolutely make that known just declaring I accept Jesus as my Savior and Lord hallelujah hallelujah and then would you say with me I believe he died for me and then would you say with me this morning I confess all my sins how do you like that father Thank you for the power of the cross. Thank you that in just one week we've seen so many individuals already come into the kingdom. God, we want to see more. We want to see more, more souls. And so we honor each one of these individuals and we welcome them. We honor them and we welcome them as brothers and sisters into the family of God. And we'll walk beside each other and we'll love on you and we'll love on them. And we're going to keep on launching. We're going to keep on launching. We're going to go deep sea fishing this week, Lord. Deep sea fishing. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God's people said.
Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.